Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Bradley, I am so excited. I was thinking about you last night when I went shopping online uh, on my talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, um, because the Julian's Betty White auction is live. Yas Queen, finally. Yes, her uh, entire estate. Uh, or I should say many entire, yeah. yeah, many items from her estate are on the auction block and O M to the I'm very excited. G. Uh when is this actual auction? It's happening right now. It's oh, live okay. as we speak. Right, we got? And um I just want to tell you that it'll it'll wrap up. I believe on Sunday, yeah, the 23rd through the 25th. Um, And you can go online and you can see this. I mean, there are 1,600 items up for bid, up for auction. Um, And I have a BuzzFeed article where they pulled some of the kind of most interesting ones. But I'm here to tell you, I paged through all 35 pages yesterday. And before we go shopping, here's what I need you to know. Betty White is everybody's grandma. Yeah. I mean, the things she's auctioning off aside there's it's like this delightful mix of actual like Hollywood artifacts, like signed scripts and manuscripts for her books and letters from Lily Tomlin and um you know, oil paintings of pictures of her. Oh my and things God. she wore to this the Oscars. Is so absurd, by the way, because I'm just looking for what everything's sold for. It's a good thing I didn't try to buy anything. Uh, it's, but you still can. You still no, can. I know, but I'm just looking at some of the things that yeah. have already sold. Like literally, oh my god! Oh, we've got a jacket to password plus that's currently on the auction block. For how much? Uh, no word yet on what that. Like there's is a going ceramic for. blue horse that was scheduled or uh, estimated to go between two and four hundred. It sold for twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean it's bonkers, but it's there's there's all of these big like all of these Hollywood artifacts. But then you'll start paging through, and it'll be like this cross stitch of her dog done by Betty, Aww. like. And then, like, uh, Asian figurines. 
And it's like literally your grandma's Alan auction. Ludden Owl Needlepoint Directors uh, Right. Chair. On the auction block right now is a painting, well, that just sold. So currently on up for bid, a group of blank books with provocative titles given to Betty White by Burt Reynolds. Hey. Provocative titles. My mm-hmm. Sex Life. Mm-hmm. All I Know About Gin Rummy. All I know about the stock market and all I know about current bid $600. You can hear the auctioneer live right now. I mean, it's kind of fun. Uh, uh, Bradley, for example. Well, here's something. How about this? The front door from Betty White's. Are you looking at it right now? No. Okay. The front door. And it's already sold. All right. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you what it is. You're going to tell me what you think it's sold for. Fabulous. Betty White's Carmelina residence front door. The actual front door to Betty the White's front door to her house. Residence. Yes. Oh god, a front door. Okay. Uh, let me click for full description, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you. It's yeah, a yeah. sunny yellow painted front door from Betty White's longtime Brentwood residence, complete with vintage brass cat door knocker. Includes mm-hmm. a tear sheet Knockers. from December 1978 issue of Home Buyer's Guide from an article by okay. Gail Perkins at home with the Luddens. Picturing the front door. How much did that go for? All right, a front door. I feel like should oh probably get anywhere's between. I don't know. What does a front door go for? Eight hundred dollars. It probably sold for more than that. Can I get a buzz? You're gonna want to go a little higher, trainer. Okay, I'm gonna say a Betty White front door, three thousand dollars. More. What? Can you yodel a ihu? Yodel us up a little bit higher? Uh, I don't have a yodel on me. Yeah, you do. It's on the main page. I think, anyway, there was a yodel. Um, <sighs> gosh, it's higher than $3,000. Mm-hmm. Betty White's front door. $4,600. $10,000, Bradley Trainer. Front door? For Betty White's front door. If you want to peek. At Betty Betty White's behind her front door. Behind her front. If you want to see what's behind her front door, <laughs> behind ten thousand dollars is what it sold for. Oh my god. Okay. What else you got in there? I'm. I think uh, I'm good at this. Okay. So I'm. I'm gonna. Do, um. Okay. I'm gonna do ones that have already sold. That's kind of fun to do. Okay. How about this one? Uh. This is a Betty White property from the life and career of Betty White. Mm. Betty White pet dog portrait and Polaroid photo. Ooh, pet dog portrait. Here is the... Like her pet dog? Yeah, here's the here's the description. Okay. A vintage oval pastel portrait of Betty White's pet dog. Mm. Signed and dated Clara Gardner, 86, lower right. Oh, Together with a vintage Polaroid photograph of this pet with the portrait. Oh, that's cute. That's How smart. Much I like that. Bradley Trainer did that go Maybe for the in the box. Betty White ox- auction? Auction. I think uh, a nice little photo or uh, a a nice little painting. I mean, it's not like Van Gogh or anything, right? Uh, I'm going to say $400. Oh, I love you. Oh, my God. I am not good at this. Like a lot? Yeah, you're going to want to go a little higher. $2,000. No! (laughs) How big is this thing? Um... Does it matter? I well, mean, it's, like, is it like it's a, 24 by 21 inches. I don't know. $3,000. Higher! Yeah. 36. 
$3,840 for the picture of her very own puppy. And look at how cute this is. That's her puppy (laughs) next to the real picture. It's so cute. That is clever, though. Like, who wouldn't want that? But who in their right Right? mind paid for one of Betty? I mean, if I had a lot of money, I guess a lot of people got money. What else? You got got another one? Can Uh, we do one more? Yeah, let's do this one. Oh, yeah. Let's do this one. Uh, This is Betty White's ceramic bull and horse figurines. Bull and horse? Yeah, just a bull and a horse. Okay. You know, from her house. In a Uh, china shop at one point. Well, so she was a big collector of figurines. And so there's a ton in this estate. Okay, well, these are... In this auction, okay? Two figurines? Two figurines. Two ceramic Ceramic? figurines, including a purple bull with white horns, together with a small turquoise horse with a yellow mane. Approximately nine inches. Bradley Trainer. Well, How much did they go for? We had a lot in common, Betty and I. Okay. We liked Alrighty. big figurines. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, tchotchkes nonetheless. Betty White's tchotchkes. Uh-huh. Was this like Royal Duelton China or anything fancy? You know, that I don't know. Okay, so let's just go all out because everything I've underbid way by far, I'm going to say $4,682. Oh, now did I overbid? You way overbid. Oh. What? $800. Bring it it up, trainer. Oh my God, you're so. It's somewhere (laughs) between. It's me. (laughs) Like, I bought all this. Like, I bought her figurines. You're very close. $1,920. Oh, okay. For the ceramic figurines. People really went all out. But I'm telling. But honestly, I am telling you. I was hypnotized flipping through 32 pages of these items. And it literally was like, I saw things that I was like, I for sure saw that in my grandma's house. Yeah. Right. But then that side by side with like a dress she wore to the Emmys. Now, yeah, exactly. Now, the, the one thing my I grandma did not have to add to this is I have been through this experience more than once. I'm sure your grandma watched the Emmys. Sure. Um, I remember because I'm so old when other Golden Girls died mm-hmm. and nobody cared, and uh, other than those of us who were Uber fans. And I remember that our good friend Rue McClanahan mm-hmm. had an auction, and it, it, compared to this, you know, Rue's like, "Biatch, mm-hmm. look at you! Mm-hmm. You're rolling in it even I in the afterlife." Rue McClanahan's auction, and it was like. Three bills from you know uh, Pacific Gas. And a coupon from, you know, her wallet and also her diner's club card. I mean, it was literally on that level. Yeah. no, And and she probably didn't get the thousands that Betty's. Betty has clearly, like, has become more valuable. For sure. Than any other golden girl. Let me just put this. This is the last thing before we go. And I'm not going to make you guess. I'm just going to tell you. Betty White's 1963 wedding band from her marriage to, to Alan, Alan Ludden. Why would you sell that? Isn't there anyone in her family that wants well, it? I mean, it's collectible now. Oh. $25,600. Wow. Right? Isn't that wild? That belongs in the Smithsonian as far as I'm Also, concerned. though, uh, Alan Ludden's wedding band also sold. And both of them have engraving on the inside. So Alan Ludden's, which on the inside. Oh, I, I can't don't want them I'm to be cry. apart. I'm going to cry. It might have gone to the same person. We don't know. On the inside of Alan Ludden's wedding band, I'm sorry, I am emotional right now. It says, I really do. That's what she had Mm. engraved on the inside of it. I can't even. And it went for $12,800. 
When we return, we're going to dry our tears. Our friend Paul McGuire Grimes is here. He's going to tell he us what's in theaters. He does feel the pain. Also, I want to hear if there was any pain uh, when he watched Don't Worry, Darling. Don't worry, darling. We'll be back after this on My Talk 1071. That's Megan Trainer. I didn't even know that. Do you know that that was your sister? It's not my sister. She spells it the wrong way. <laughs> That's true. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainer. Hey. And our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies has hey, joined cool. us. Always great to be here. Well, Good we're to glad see you. you're here. Yeah. Uh, so, Paul, you know, I'm going to allow you to take us on a journey. <laughs> This is a journey called Don't Worry, Darling. It is a journey. You know, it's been a long journey for us because we've been talking about drama behind the scenes. So I'm glad we finally can rip the bandaid off and hear about even more dramas coming out today. So the premise of this movie, let's just talk about the movie, put all the drama aside. Well, let's talk about the premise because nobody knows it. Right. So it takes it's 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 about this nineteen picture perfect nineteen fifties community. Florence Pugh and Harry Styles play a very young, hot couple, and they're part of this kind of experimental commune led by Chris Pine's character. So you see that all the husbands work for the same company, all the wives wave goodbye and be their busy housewives that they are. And then Florence Pugh's character starts to realize that something is not right behind the scenes. And one of the wives ends up kind of in this trance and she sets to figure out what is happening. What are these dark secrets that people are keeping from the wives? Not what else is going on behind the scenes. So to be clear, this just sounds like the Stepford wives or some kind rehash of, of so, their yeah. own. I feel like Olivia Wilde is going for like an elevated horror thriller. I was thinking Suspiria. I was thinking Black Swan because you see all the wives taking ballet classes as well. Mm. I was thinking like, is she trying to go for a Jordan Peele thing at times too with kind of this commentary? It doesn't really work. Oh, no. So from what you just said, it's sounding to me like Olivia Wilde doesn't really know what her voice is as a director yet. Right. And it's such a shift from Booksmart. So her first movie as a director was Booksmart with Beanie Feldstein and um, Caitlin Deaver. So great. Felt like a fresh coming of age story. And then here she wants to be kind of edgy, be kind of thriller-esque. And Florence Pugh is phenomenal. She is great. So she puts on a great performance yes, in what are, is not a great structure. You are, correct. You are glued to the screen with what she is doing. She is acting leaps and bounds above everyone else mm-hmm. because no one else is given the material or knows what to do with it. Mm. So everyone else is kind of flat or doing nothing compared to her. So despite all the like weird half fake drama behind the scenes, perhaps Florence was not doing any uh, press for this film because, or very little after the, if any, after the premiere, because she wasn't really that excited about the film. Right. Okay. There's a report coming out today where she talks about how, I think Olivia, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but Olivia Wilde was kind of disappearing on set and then Florence was kind of either directing herself yeah. or directing what the shot should be like. Oh, and God. I even feel like the, 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 the photography is too busy. It's as if, oh, it's frantic, it's close up, the camera's always moving to maybe be edgy, but I'm like, I see right through you. And then there's scenes where you see like walls caving in literally on Florence's character mm. or her drowning. I'm like, you don't need to show us the metaphor. Like, we get the right. metaphor. You don't need to show drowning to see what's mm. going on in her headspace. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so... Two out of five. Okay. Ooh. It's so, right. like, underdeveloped. Every character is underdeveloped. Even the themes are underdeveloped. Harry Styles. There's a twist. Think? Yeah, that's my Harry next St- question. Other than Florence Pugh's performance being great, what... Is there anything... <sighs> 
No. You mean is Harry Styles hot in the movie? Yes. So Harry Styles fans <laughs> yes. will get something. He is hot. They make for a hot couple. You believe mm. them as a couple. Okay. You believe them as the hot, sexy couple that they are that are like doing it on the counter. However, he his performance is so thin because he doesn't know what to do outside of there. there there's yeah. no layers. Yeah. And then there's a twist at the end. But I'm like, you two are not matching each other. I feel like I should either believe one of you. I, I like I want to believe one, both of you and then not know where to go. Right. I and $16 like to watch Hot Harry Styles, I can do that for free on YouTube. And, mm-hmm. Yes, and you might be able to do that later on with My Policeman that comes out on oh. Amazon Prime Which is month. supposed to be, I mean, that's the been, uh, to me, that's been sort of the unfortunate thing about this conversation mm-hmm. about Don't Worry Darling is that he's so out front in this m- movie that when people talk about his one of his movies they think we're talking about this right but my policeman by all accounts is probably the better performance and the better movie yeah you know it had a premiere i think at toronto and national film festival recently and i think people are divided on that movie whether they like it whether they like him i read a pretty scathing review of his performance mm-hmm. in my policeman saying he's not a leading man Ooh. so there's that conversation you can have too about leading man status what does it mean to be a leading man and how are we maybe forcing people into that profile box, yeah. box if it's understandable it. because in our culture people like harry styles bring audience and so right. you can understand <laughs> you know executives going we uh, we gotta get like one of them harry styles uh, yeah, or taylor swift yeah, conversations yeah. about that with charlie d'amelio and dancing with the stars no need to get into that conversation <laughs> <laughs> But he's got opinions. I do. I you heard it. Up on a new YouTube about that <laughs> Literally, you have like 30 seconds to tell us about anything else. Um, Clerks 3 was yes. part of a Fathom event. Colleen, you and I talked about this last yes. week in terms of just excitement. I really loved it. I think it's one of Kevin Smith's best movies. It's awesome. And it's mo- I think it's his most personal because he's really diving into his own heart attack to then tell the story mm. and give Randall, who's in Clerks, a heart attack. And how oh. does he kind of shift his life around? There's a, there's uh, Kevin Smith will be here at the Gerald, November 4th, to do the movie and do a Q&A afterwards. Tickets That's now on awesome. sale. Interesting. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much, you Paul McGuire Grimes. Paul McGuire Grimes, you can find him on all of the social media platforms, but if you really want to see him uh, do what he does best, go to his YouTube channel. You can see all kinds of great celebrity interviews there. Um, Paul, thanks again. Okay, we need somebody to play Spot the Crazy Stupid Idiot. 651 You'll win, we promise. Uh... Betty White's Dominoes are currently up for $1,700. Wow! That's amazing. Swiftly rising. I'm sorry. I'm splitting time between doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is the show. And watching the uh, Betty White. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's wild. It's kind of fun to watch, but that's not why we're here. Uh, We're here because we're going to play a little game called Spot the Crazy Stupid. Well, then, I guess one could say... That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing little things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Sometimes other places. And because it's Friday, we play, uh, we gamify crazy, stupid idiots. Yes. We like to include you, the listener. And what we do is we present to a listener three crazy, stupid idiots. Yep. But 
Only one of them is an actual, true, real-life story. Okay. And the job of our contestant is to try to figure out which story is the true, crazy, stupid, idiot story. And to that end, we have Courtney on the line. Hi, Hi Courtney. Courtney. Hi. Okay, Courtney, do you think yes. you're going to be really good at sniffing out the real, crazy, stupid idiot? I have no idea. But I'm so excited to try. Okay, I love this. I love the enthusiasm. We're going to have you hang tight. And then we're going to go through all three crazy, stupid idiots. You will decide which one is the correct one, the real one, uh, when we're all done. And then, let's be honest, even if you don't get it right, we're going to give you a t-shirt. Yeah. But we'll let you guess until you do get it right. Okay, Courtney? So stay right there. We'll be right back with you, okay? All right. Who wants to go first? I will go first. Oh, you go first. We're going to Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Albuquerque, New Mexico. And that's where we meet Sal Jarvis. He's 58 years of age. Hi, Sal. Hi, Sal. Sal is in a little bit of trouble. He is because he's been charged with arson after setting fire to his domicile, his home. Thanks. I didn't know what that weird I just, meant. You know, I don't know why I threw that in. Uh, okay. Firefighters were called to his property in the Ventana Ranch neighborhood of Albuquerque uh, after Mr. Jarvis called 911 to report that his home was on fire. This happened last month. Uh, they opened up an investigation and the cause was revealed to have been started by a human oh. in his kitchen. Oh. By a firework. A human in his kitchen with a firework. That sounds like a clue. It is, right? Mrs. Peacock. Did it in the kitchen with a firework. Okay, don't say did it. Anyway, what? tell me more. What had happened? How did we end up there? When questioned, Sal Jarvis explained that he was, quote, sick and tired of that damn kitchen sink dripping. He stated that he did not know what came over him. But he just wanted the damn thing to stop. Oh, that's uh, the, the frustration is understandable. Like noises that won't go away. Sure. It seems like maybe the reaction was uncalled for. So he set off a Roman candle in his kitchen yeah, sink. That, that seems like an overreaction. Quote, I don't know why I did it. I just wanted it to stop. He immediately realized the error of his ways when the curtains framing the window above his kitchen sink caught fire. And soon the entire room was engulfed in flames. Okay. Uh, Jarvis told authorities, quote, I tried to use the faucet in the kitchen sink to put it out, but it's busted because I set it off with a firework. <laughs> okay. He is now facing a $10,000 fine and up to five years Good. in prison. Uh, authorities have suggested that a plumber may have been a less expensive option. I think so, too. I mean, Roman candles don't generally. Also, do you just keep those around your house? Some people do. Pyros. I, I will say that listen i also have found if there's a noise in your house that's bothering you youtube i i fixed a toilet what if the other noise is a person oh and then roman candles <laughs> then roman candles <laughs> to the face no don't do that um i watched a video somehow i was on that tiktok and i found i was on a video of somebody shooting Roman candles nope, nope, out nope, there behind. No. Well, the person was holding it like between their legs and it was coming out the back end. And I do, just thought, do, 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 what's that? Do, do, do. Oh, they're like do. John Philip Sousa. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. One, two. <laughs> All right. No. All right. Uh, I'll go next. Thank you for asking. Thank you. 
I want to tell you about Charlene Garibaldi. She's from Limpet, Delaware. Oh, like Mr. Limpet? Yeah. Aww. I don't know if they're related because one's a cartoon. And a fish, not a lamprey or a limp. Isn't a limpet like not a fish? Didn't we have this conversation? Anyway, I want to go back to Charlene because Charlene woke up on Tuesday morning and I think, you know, did what a lot of us do, which is get ready for the day. And she was bebopping around the house. Okay. Yep. Uh, And like, apparently, I don't know, something kept taking her back and forth by her laundry room. Mm. And every time she walked by her laundry room, you know, like maybe she was checking the like kitty litter and... I don't know, like letting the dog out or something. Answering the age-old question. What? Who let the dogs out? Ah, yes. Woof, woof, (laughs) woof. Um, Every time she walked by the laundry room, she smelled something interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not the thing that she smelled that was interesting that earned the story crazy stupidity. It's what was causing the smell. So the thing that she smelled was bacon. That is a smell, oh, right? Yeah. And it's a noticeable smell. So every time she walks by the laundry room, she's like, why do I smell bacon? Like, I didn't cook bacon. She's like, I got bacon in my house. But why like, does it smell like bacon? Why does it smell like bacon? Why do you think her house smelled like bacon? Somebody was in her house making bacon? Well, actually, 58-year-old Anthony Cooper's was in her dryer eating bacon. A human was in her dryer eating, eating bacon. bacon. Yes. I have more questions than I have answers right now. Same. Well, I don't have any answers for you. All I know is that immediately upon discovering uh, Anthony the bacon eater. eating bacon in her uh, dryer, she fled the house, called yeah. 911. Yep. They came out to the house and arrested uh, Anthony. And when asked, why were you eating bacon? He said, to be I was fair, because I was hungry. <laughs> Also, he's real lucky she didn't turn that thing on. I know. What if she was just like, I got a load of laundry to do. (laughs) Wow. Somebody put their shoes in there again. Kids. Wow. That is. That's intense. Can you imagine? I think I would doo-doo. Then there would be another smell. Well. (sighs) Yeah, that would be terrifying. Washing it cold. Can you imagine finding a human being in your dryer? No, thank you. Holly, fit your dry anyway. Oh, listen, I I can't. Holly, yeah, your turn. We're going to Utah, Utah. Yeah, and we're going to the University of Utah. Did you know that they're called the Utes? No, Utes. The Utes. The kids. That well, the the mascot is the Ute. No, I know, but it's kind of funny because it sounds like you're saying. What is it? What's a Ute? Well, Ute is actually swoop a red tail hawk. I feel like the University of Utah had to figure out what the heck they were going to call themselves, and Uh, so they're like, "Sure, we'll be swoop the red tail hawk." Neat. Anyways, um, I say that because this all concerns a football game that happened last weekend at the University of Utah versus San Diego State. Mm -hmm. And there. Thank you, Billy Bob Thornton. That was like a French fried taters sling blade moment. Um, Well, there was a fan. uh, Like electric or just really excited? (laughs) A carrier fan. Thank you. Got it. Uh, Yep. Uh, Well, apparently, uh, she was a very passionate football uh, fan of the University of Utah. Think they call her a Uter. No. No. So, do they ever do a cheer that's like, Uter, Uter, Uter us? Uter us. <laughs> they should. 
It's uh, you to anyway. me. <laughs> anyway, she um she had a serious threat against the University of Utah if the Utes didn't get their stuff together and beat San Diego State. And Colina Bradley, I want you to guess what she threatened against the University of Utah if the football team did not take down San Diego State on Saturday. She was going to pee on the field. No. Huh. Oh, no. She, oh. <laughs> she was going to send a dozen Dookie Brownies. <laughs> no. To the uh, uh, regions. Uh, no, she actually threatened to blow up a nuclear reactor. Oh, uh, what? What? Holy buckets. Okay, where does she even got one of those? At the University of Utah. They got a nuclear reactor? She knows where to find that thing? She yes. knows how to do that? Oh, wow. That school has that feels its dangerous. own small nuclear reactor That's for terrifying. research. It's the only one in the state of Utah, and um, she had classes in the same building, so she knew where it was. Okay, that's oh, terrifying. Okay. No, I don't I think don't we like need that. to have class in that building. I don't well, want people with underdeveloped prefrontal <laughs> cortices yeah. Yeah. anywhere near that, especially when they have booze available as well. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, well, turns out she was arrested for making a terroristic threat. Yeah, mm-hmm. good call. And she didn't even need to do that because the Utes beat San Diego State 35-7. to well, thank so God listen, for all of us. I don't know what I don't know what San Diego State is. Mm. Well, uh, we all have time to learn. The Sandies, <laughs> the Sandies, the Sandy Utes. That feels weird. Uh, San Diego State Aztecs. Oh, mm-hmm. right. there you go. Now we know. Thank you. Now we know things. Uh, we've got Courtney back on the line. Hi, Hi Courtney. Courtney. So. Courtney, you had the opportunity to listen to three crazy, stupid idiots. You had the Roman candle kitchen sink. You heard the dryer bacon eater. (laughs) And you heard the college student nuclear reactor fan. Courtney, which one is the true crazy, stupid idiot? Okay, I thought about this. Okay. Colleen, you had a little too much detail in your story. Oh. Too much information. It's a mark of a liar. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, Courtney. Somebody's okay, doing their homework. No. Go go okay. with your instincts. Honey. I like it. I like yeah. it. Uh I don't think it's the Ute Nuke. I think that's a little too extreme. So I'm going with Bacon Eater. The Bacon Eater bacon and the dryer. dryer survey says. Uh, oh, all right, you get to try again because, like I said, you're just going to try till you win that damn T-shirt. Oh man, uh, let's uh, let's go with the Roman candle then. See if I'm totally wrong. Survey says. Oh, I like you the, were, I like the gamble honey, there, though, Courtney. Your, your first instinct was really good. It really was. I was lying oh, to you. Also, Courtney, do not buy a lottery ticket today. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. So what was the correct one? The what one, was the so real story? So for me, because it's yeah. the Ute Nuke. Yeah, it's the Ute Nuke. Ute Nuke! Yay! <laughs> I know, it does seem kind of like way out there. You're like, who's got a, a nuclear reactor, what? right? But look at that. It was true. Uh, Courtney, oh. congratulations on your uh, third try win uh, oh. for today's game. And thanks for playing. And you're all set. Thanks so much. It was a lot of fun. You're Thanks, welcome. Sweetie. Enjoy that T-shirt. Uh, all right. When we come, don't, do not set off a Roman candle in your sink. Oh, uh, hey. Oh, what? Holly, are you feeling generous again? Oh, hey. Everybody get your Roman candles ready. <laughs>
What are we giving away, Holly? We're giving away a pair of (laughs) tickets to see Boy Band Christmas at the Mystic Showroom Wednesday, December 21st at 8 p.m. 651-641-1071. Color number seven is going to win a pair of tickets to Boy Band Christmas at the Mystic Showroom Wednesday, December 21st at 8 p.m. Thank you, Holly. Congratulations to the big... Wiener today. Good and when wiener. we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to play a little game. That game is called The Throwback. Nice. After this on My Talk 1071.